Do you have an interest in the legacies that historical and not so historical figures leave behind? Are you curious about how to ensure family heirlooms and life lessons are passed on from generation to generation? Are you interested in developing your end of life plan to alleviate family discord and encourage generational wealth? Well, I invite you to listen to Heirloom and Legacy, a podcast that explores ancestry, heirlooms, legacy, mortality, and more. I am Angeline C. Fraser Giles, your host, and I look forward to sharing these discussions with you. Thank you for joining me today. In last week's episode, I interviewed Reggie Shuford about the discovery of his biological father and his brother. If not for Reggie's nephew taking an ancestry test at his mom's urging, this story might not have such an incredible ending or beginning. I'm so excited to end season one of Heirloom and Legacy with the interview I conducted of Reggie's brother, Tony Greer, and his father, Peter Greer. If you have not listened to my interview with Reggie, I encourage you to do so as it provides context for my discussion with his brother and father. I interviewed them separately and blended the two conversations. Tony is much more talkative than Mr. Greer, a man of few words. However, his words were nevertheless significant. I was genuinely moved that they were so open and accepting of this revelation. They provide a sense of hope for other families facing similar circumstances. Tony Greer is a father, husband, and a brother. He is a graduate of Fayetteville State University with a BS in business administration and is an auditor for the Environmental Protection Agency. He is married and lives in Maryland with his wife, Angela. He has a daughter who lives in Texas with her husband and son and has twin college-age boys who play tennis for their respective schools. He is an avid reader and loves watching and playing sports, sewing, making serving boards, and spending time with his wife, grandson, and four-year-old niece. Peter Greer is a practicing attorney in Wilmington, North Carolina. He, along with his wife, Kathy, are co-publishers of the online Greater Diversity News, GDN, that can be found at greaterdiversity.com. In 2018, GDN led the efforts to educate, organize, and mobilize Black voters by creating a Call to Colors, an initiative adopted by the NCCU National Alumni Association, the National HBCU Foundation, and other civic supporting organizations. Peter graduated with a degree in history and political science from Fayetteville State University, attended Brooklyn Law School, and opened a private practice in Wilmington, North Carolina. Throughout his life, he has been actively involved in the civil rights movement, his community, and political empowerment. He served in leadership roles with the North Carolina Black Leadership Caucus and co-founded both Partners for Economic Inclusion and the North Carolina Black Chamber of Commerce, in which he served on its initial board. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Peter Greer and Tony Greer in part two of Roots of My Father, A Family's Biological Truth. I grew up in Wilmington. 
I left Wilmington uh, to go to college at Fayetteville State, but prior to that, I, I uh, loved growing up in Wilmington. Um, most of my experiences were uh, lots of fun. Um, you know, I had lots of great friends and just had a typical um, African-American uh, childhood. Um, only now can I look back and see uh, some of the um, integration activities. I was bused to high school, or I, I'm sorry, junior high school, and uh, I walked uh, a pretty lengthy trail to get to my um, elementary school. And that was, um, I had no idea what that was all about until, of course, several years later when I began to understand the, the deeper history of Wilmington. But um, I had a pretty, pretty decent childhood, played sports and and hung out in the neighborhood after dark with all the rest of the kids. I actually grew up with my mom and most, for the most part, my stepfather um, and uh, had a very good relationship with my dad's family. I spent lots of time with them growing up and really developed a really, really close relationship with my paternal grandmother. Um, which lasted until the day she died, which was actually on my birthday in 1994. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, my, my, my mom was the uh, primary person in my life until I really got a, a, a much closer relationship with my dad, which came sometime in about uh, during high school. Okay. So in high school, you met a young man, another uh, classmate, and you became friends with him and closer when he started working for your dad. Can you talk a little bit about that friendship? Yes, I met, um, I knew Reggie Schufert from high school. I actually was more familiar and interacted more with his brother, who was Ronald Schubert. I think Ronald may have been a year or two older, but I think it was through Pop Warner football, like maybe Ronald played for a team and I played for a team. So I was definitely familiar with Ronald more so than Reggie, but I was definitely um, acquainted with Reggie. Reggie was um, one of the smarter smarter kids in school and I was probably um, somewhere in the upper middle as far as uh, my academic prowess so of course I was familiar with the uh, the smarter smarter kids and Reggie <laughs> was one of them so we we whatever I'm, I'm not sure the extent of our interaction but uh, when he started working for our dad and I'm very accustomed to saying my dad up until our recent discoveries. But he, when he started working for our dad during the summers, I would of course be in and out of my dad's office. I'm not sure what I was doing, maybe getting coffee for everybody. I have no idea what I was doing, but I was doing 
something. I worked for my dad, for our dad, for a little bit, but not sure exactly what I was doing at that time. But I did meet Reggie, and we hit it off as friends instantly. I grew up in a two-parent household. I have four brothers and sisters. I'm second oldest. Uh, my father was military marine, and my mother was uh, a laborer. I moved to Brooklyn, New York, New York and uh, decided to pursue a legal career. Uh, I was admitted to Brooklyn Law School in 1973, uh, graduated in 1976, uh, took North Carolina Bar in 1976, and have been practicing here in Wilmington, North Carolina since that time. <laughs> I really, really remember how I ended up hiring him uh, until uh, he told me that his mother had called and asked me to give him a job one summer. And uh, I said, yes, um, I, I would. I, I didn't hire him because he was Reggie. Uh, it was something that I would have done. Uh, that you had done anyway, yeah, he's hired. I, Hired a young yeah, man. Sure, I would. I would have hired someone else had I been requested and been able. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I grew up with his mother, so um, I knew her, and I'm sure that uh, influenced the decision that I made to hire. Reggie and I have been had been, you know, friends on Facebook for years i mean from the very beginning when i got on facebook i think it was probably 2008 or somewhere around there um i'm sure reggie was probably well i'm not sure but i'm thinking he was one of the earlier people i connected with because you know when you first get on you look for familiar names and faces and so we we became friends on facebook and have maintained that fr friendship on facebook for all, all of these years. And now kid Reggie now, um, and, uh, uh, but through the years, and especially I think within like the last maybe five years, I've for some reason sought uh, more of a friendship with him. I didn't quite understand um, where it came from, but there was something about him that, that definitely made me want to be closer friends with him. And uh, when I look back at it now, and, and by the way, Reggie always kind of put me off. <laughs> so when I kid him now, he feels a little, you know, he, he feels a little bad about it. Uh -huh. uh, but there was nothing to feel bad about. He was still a great friend uh, to me, but he just didn't you know, like he said, oh, I'll, I'll be in Wilmington in a couple of weeks. He posted that on Facebook. So I reached out to him immediately and said, hey, Reggie, I'm going to be there also. Maybe we can get a coffee or something like that. And uh, I said, but I know you're busy. And sure enough, when we were both in Wilmington, he had to send me a message. And he said, um, I'm sorry, Tony, I can't meet with you. You know, I have this and that to do. And I, I completely understood. I know he's a very busy guy. Um, I didn't take it personally at all. But what was what was interesting to me was, you know, we we didn't he and I didn't trash talk about sports and stuff like that. And, you know, other things that, you know, you you think this is what draws me to this person. But in retrospect, um, after thinking through 
um, our friendship, I realized that it's his humility and integrity and his activism. And, um, and I'm, I'm really drawn to um, humility. I'm not the most humble person myself, but when I, when I recognize it, it definitely draws me, especially for uh, coming from a person like him who, you know, receives accolades for incredible things he does like all the time. Yes. And one of the things I did want to mention is that one of, one of the things I reached out for him on periodically, knowing that he and my slash our dad, before we knew it, um, I would, they were, they were, they were friends. And so um, um, I would reach out to Reggie and say, hey, my dad said that I've used grammar incorrectly in this situation. Isn't he wrong? <laughs> and Reggie in his uh, diplomatic, yeah, very <laughs> diplomatic fashion said, <laughs> Tony, yeah, well, uh, you know, he may have said something like, well, I don't know if your dad is wrong on this one. He, he, he didn't say, Tony, you are dead wrong. Your dad is right. Right. <laughs> so um, it was it was just interesting. The the times that I reached out uh, for his friendship and he was he was always there. Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. so when he sent you this message via Facebook, what did the message say? Uh, it was it was immediate that that stood out because um, it says something to the, the effect of uh, Tony. Um, this is really weird or something like that, but your son Trinity, I did my ancestry DNA and your son Trinity shows up as a close relative right after my sisters. And I thought about it and, and I, I mean, just a split second and I'm thinking, See, this is why I've never believed in that ancestry DNA stuff. Look how ridiculous this stuff <laughs> is. I don't know what in the world, how in the world could they make such a mistake like that? That's so you thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a huge mistake. It, it fed into, it confirmed for me why I don't pay any attention to it. Okay, <laughs> because you thought, what, what is this? How could this be? So you didn't understand at all how this could have happened, that your son, Trinity, was a match to Reggie, your friend? It, in my mind, it, it wasn't true. It didn't happen like that. And not that I had any feelings uh, one way or the other about it. I didn't even get to the, the feelings part of it because I just thought that it was just not, not true. And Reggie, you know, kind of, you know, sat there and let me not get the, the whole point of what was going. And now when I look back at it, Reggie knew exactly what the implications were, and but I had no clue. And I'm trying to figure out, well, why did Reggie say, Tony, do you realize that this means where he never said that? And uh -huh. he, he wanted you to sit with it and try to analyze it and figure out what he had figured out. Exactly. And that never happened because I, I even leaned over to my wife after I said, hey, babe, you know, I just received a message from my friend Reggie and this is what he said. And we both chuckled about it. And 
I kept the matter in mind, but really, I just, I just missed it. So at what point did, did it click for you that you really, that you understood what had actually happened? That, that's the really crazy part. Um, I think it was maybe four or five days later. Oh, I know, I know. I, I told Reggie, I said, well, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to um, Houston to see my son who's, who's a, uh, a student at Rice and my, my, my daughter, my son-in-law and my grandson are all also there. So I, was, I had already had a trip planned. So I told Reggie, I'll see Trinity in, you know, a few days and I'll ask him if it actually showed up on his DNA also. And uh, I tell you what, I got, to, I got to Rice, I got to Houston, I went straight to the school, not even thinking about this ancestry stuff. I was just excited to spend some time with my son. Mm-hmm. He just happened to be sitting at the table and I said, oh, son, by the way, um, a friend of mine said that you showed up on this DNA. Well, let me see, pull yours up and see if his name is on there. And sure enough, it was there, even still. You were still my, in doubt. I was, you were still, still skeptical about this situation. I had no, I still, it did not dawn on me. It wasn't until I think the very next morning when I was at my daughter's house, woke up, getting ready to log in for work. And my dad called me, which was pretty common lately because of uh, this organization that my dad started is called the new black student movement and i'm thinking we'll probably talk about that a little bit later so the call from my dad was not out of the ordinary um my dad said hey son i said dad how you doing did reggie tell you that trinity showed up on his ancestry dna and my dad in his customary long-winded roundabout going around the barn way said he's your brother of course i'm being sarcastic but that's what he said so <laughs> so you had five or six days to stew in this to think about it and it never you never made the connection that because of the fact that your son tested high on the on the probability that he was related to Reggie at the time, that there was a connection between you and Reggie and subsequently a connection between you, Reggie, and your dad. I'm gonna tell you how clueless I was about it. I didn't even take the time to think through, okay, well, let's just say Trinity is a close relative of Reggie. Let's just say this ancestry DNA stuff is is real so that would mean that reggie is probably uh my son's uncle which makes reggie i'm telling you it, it never it went I over mean, your head it went completely over my head somebody could have said well you know uh, maybe you and reggie are cousins uh, i just didn't think that far because i just didn't believe in ancestry okay <laughs> <You know? laughs> So your father calls you and he says in his roundabout long-winded way, <laughs> not, not quite so, not so much that 
He's your brother. Exactly. Then it clicks. It does finally click amazingly. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I may not be the sharpest one in the, in the, in the drawer, but I'm not the dullest one either. So I, I'm just, just really surprised that it went over my head so much, but it, it actually did. But when he said that, you know, I know my dad, my dad is very short. I mean, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's being charged for, for his words. You don't get a whole lot of words. So every word you get from him mm -hmm. is significant. It means mm -hmm. it's not a wasted word. So I knew clearly at that point that he's not joking about this. This is 100% true. And so I began almost instantly, uh, you know, trying to process the situation. So you didn't doubt it or need any additional proof that what he was saying was in fact the truth and Correct. valid. Correct. I mean, I've known Reggie well enough uh, to know that that um, you know my responsibility when he called me was was to him first and foremost, and so I didn't uh, I didn't consider a lot of other issues beyond that. I certainly knew that I would I would have to uh, relate this new relationship in, in, in a way that Reggie was comfortable, uh, but I certainly there was no hesitation to. Um, acknowledge that he was my son. So you're there with your family and your dad calls you. Then who who do you call? You know, I well, what it, do you do? I had to I had to, you know, you know, really think through it. Okay, what does this mean? Okay, how did this happen? I mean I heard about storks and stuff like that, but this was clearly I the biology of how a baby is formed. Exactly. I, I mean, I really had to go grassroots back at, you know, I had to start from the beginning, but, um, you know, of course I started immediately in my conversation with, with my dad, who was, uh, you know, amazingly, I mean, amazingly, he was accommodating to, uh, he has been accommodating to both both of us uh, through the whole situation, but you know he was remarkably I'm telling you when when I talked to my dad before that, you got about five good minutes to get in everything you want to discuss with him because he's not a phone person, you know he's just just not that that person. Neither am I really, but but um so. He stayed on the phone. I asked him tons of questions, you know, some personal questions. And he said, yeah, I had an encounter with uh, Reggie's mom back during this time. And, and uh, so all kinds of uh, thoughts are going through my head. And he um, patiently, uh, you know, addressed, you know, gave me answers and genuine and sincere, which I already knew he would. But uh, it was it was a great conversation after that. Sure, to the best of my knowledge, I have answered every question that Tony and Reggie have asked me in, in regards to uh, this matter. And uh, mm -hmm. surely, whatever whatever I was asked, 
are answered in a forthright manner. Your willingness to speak here with me today is something that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to do because they they have this fear of people judging them or thinking bad of them for what happened but that's not how you feel you feel like you this is a story that is interesting and that you have no reason to feel any way other than proud of the fact that you now have another son. Well, I am proud of that, but, but my concern was not about how the world felt, but how Reggie felt. I do remember that when we talked, Reggie was, Reggie was very calm about it. I, I tend to be you know, kind of high strung at times. I'm pretty easy going, but I, I, I can be pretty high strung. And, and I, was, I was like, dude, Star News, the Wilmington Morning Star is gonna wanna cover this. This is, this is huge. This is huge in Wilmington. And I remember, um, of course, pointing out that the obvious that both Reggie and our dad are two of the most prominent uh, lawyers, in my opinion, to come out of Wilmington, but definitely two of the most, most known uh, African-American lawyers in Wilmington. So I'm thinking everybody is going to want to know this is huge news in Wilmington. And, um, you know, so we, we had a great conversation and both of us, of course, were expressing our surprise. Of course, Reggie had already had the benefit of time to kind of process it. But then I realized that, um, I realized why he didn't just go and expose the implications to me when I clearly didn't get it. And, and I realized he had to be very careful because he had no idea how I would react. I mean, I could have been like, hey, that's my dad. And you know, I, it could have been any Become kind very of- territorial and protective of your dad. Exactly, exactly. And it was, from the very beginning, it was nothing like that. So I, I'm surprised when you, when you say that you didn't believe, because I was witness to Reggie posting the story initially on Facebook, and I read it, and immediately I knew I needed to speak to Reggie and ask him if he would participate in this, this project of mine. And because I'd known Reggie for years, I knew whatever he was saying was, you know, the, the truth, the gospel as he, you know, was experiencing it. And then probably, I don't know, I guess it was a few months later, maybe when you posted a video and I think he, he probably reposted it. That's why I was able to see it on his Facebook page. And the level of excitement that you expressed in that video was like nothing I had seen before with someone finding out that they have this new family member. I mean, sometimes, you know, in situations, it's very, it's very heartening to see how families react to news of, of a, a new 
person in the family, a cousin, a, you know, a, rel- a relative of some sort, brother or whatever, but your excitement was palpable. I, I just was, I was almost in tears. So it's really interesting to hear from you coming from, from the disbelief to actually meeting or seeing Reggie again after all these years and the level of excitement. So talk about that first meeting. With, uh, oh. With Reggie after finding out the news. Oh, right. When he when he came here and I did mm-hmm. the video. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. I mean, well, first of all, I had to tease him because I was like, dude, I've been trying to hang out with you for, you, for a couple of years and you've been blowing me off. And finally, now this is a, but anyway, uh, that's all in jest. But um, but it, it was amazing, and of course, uh, we were headed to Hampton. Reggie drove to here in Maryland from Philadelphia so that we could caravan down to Hampton, Virginia, because we had scheduled an, an Airbnb with our dad, and we were just meeting him there. So I, I suggested to Reggie to stop through here because I knew my wife who was beside herself about the whole thing. And actually she scheduled the, uh, the Airbnb for us. And, and in fact, one of the first pictures that came out of the three of us together, my wife put it together. And uh, so she was very, <laughs> very involved. In fact, she wanted to go to the, the, the Greerford's uh, meetup and, and I was like, no, you can't go. But I said, <laughs> Reg, you got to come past here and stop here for a few minutes before we get on the road so you can meet her. And uh, that's when the video starts and he comes to the door of my, my, my building and we embrace and start you know, talking. So it was, it was beautiful for both of us. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a beautiful video. It was very touching and like I said, the level of excitement that you had and your, and your wife had was, was, it was cool. <laughs> it yeah. was cool. So that any, any inkling that Reggie had, or you had any apprehension just went out the window. Cause it wasn't as if he was a total stranger to you. It was right. just because of this revelation, it became so much more. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, to be, to be cautious and careful that, you know, your, 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 your dad's feelings and everybody else's feelings were kept intact. So, so, so since all of this has happened, what, you know, what have you guys been up to? Um, well, Reggie and I keep close contact. Um, I think we've both, uh, really strongly embraced the brotherhood. I mean, both of us have brothers already. Like um, uh, I, have a, I have a younger brother, his name is Thomas, and uh, he's a very, very uh, intimate in my life. Um, he has a daughter who is four and she is the love of my life. I spend tons of time with her and uh, so it keeps, my brother not connected, but we were very connected before then. So he, he's, he's a, a wise young man, you know, wise beyond his years. And um, so I have the benefit of, of um, 
you know, talking with him about different things. And, and he's, uh, of course, embraced Reggie as well. And uh, like I said, Reggie, Reggie has a brother and, and Ronald uh, reached out to me. We became friends on Facebook as well. And, um, but uh, this, this one, this, this connection that Reggie and I made, um, I mean, if you have to add, if you have to hand pick someone to be a close relative to you, mm-hmm. you, you, you cannot pick a person better than Reggie. Now, I, I like to believe that no matter who reached out to me and said, Tony, we're brothers, I like to believe that I would have embraced them as strongly. Um, but something about Reggie, because like I said, it was just something there that was like, it was like, I just couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew there was something there. And this, this we're, we're kindred spirits. And I mean, we have, you know, we do have lots of things in common as we've come to know, as we've gotten to know one another over the past uh, few months, but uh, it has been beautiful. So we, we chat a lot. Uh, like I said, we met at um, uh, we met in Hampton, where we uh, Reggie, my dad and I, our dad and I went to to the 1619 location. We saw the marker. We took pictures by it. Uh, we're we're all history buffs. We believe in social justice, and and, and so uh, our hearts are in the same place. The thing that, as far as the legacy that has really um, stuck with me, is that in in identifying the legacy and then starting from the beginning, I had to, you know, it was very painful for me to to know that, wow, there's no telling what Reggie. I mean, he's already achieved the highest of heights, but who knows? where he could even be if he had that stable father figure that I had, um, you know, for a lot, a lot of my years. And I'm just happy that, that uh, Reggie, Tony, and I are uh, communicating and, and uh, growing uh, to know one another and, and uh, appreciate one another. So um, I don't have any, any anything more than that. I'm just happy that we are where we are. When it came to you know, where's my place? Am I going to be the odd guy out? Because when I looked at the picture that my wife gave me, I was like, he looks more like dad than I do. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I it was kind of funny, but, you know, it really, I really thought that, but I, I was just, I was, I was just really happy to um, uh, share our dad with him. And even if he wanted to take more time with dad than, 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 than I can get at this time or whatever. I was fine with that because our dad did a great job in putting me in a position to raise great, great kids and, and that kind of thing. So the legacy going forth is I, I really have wanted our families to um, connect. Uh, like when we went down for the parade, I made sure that uh, Reggie was able to meet my dad's uh, two of my dad's sisters, and they were able to meet him. They were two of the ones who I spent a lot of time 
talking about this whole thing too when it first happened and I wanted them to meet and I, I really felt like Reggie if you want a crash course and your dad Peter Greer you gotta hang out with these two ladies right here because they, they know, know all the dirt they know all the dirt they know where all the bodies are hidden <laughs> and so the legacy is is um you know as we as we move along I want my sons to get to the point, I don't know if this will ever happen, but that they can call their uncle Reg and say, hey, what do you think about this or that? Or Reggie can call them. And so I've made sure at every opportunity um, that I've tried to include um, family meetups uh, where I can, because I want to, you know, I, I you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. I mean, if all you do is just know him, you know, you're, you're, you're much better for that. So that's, that's what I was thinking. I completely agree that um, he is, he is a great guy. Uh, and I'm just talking to you, you're a great guy too. So well, thank you. it's really, it's, it's wonderful meeting you guys via, via Zoom. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, well, I, I've, I've met Reggie in person, but it's, it has been a pleasure talking to both of you. So I want to thank you again so much for sharing this story and being so vulnerable. I think because we don't hear a lot of stories like this that people find out who a, a family member is or that there was a, a, a relationship that resulted in a, a child. And now here we are, you guys, grown adults doing well in your own lives and beating each other. So I want to thank you for sharing your story. And I can't wait for the book. As I told Reggie, I'm, I can't wait for the book that's going to turn into a movie. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. That would be nice. All right. Well, thank you again and take care and keep connecting. We will. And thank you so much for I think all of us are pretty much alike. We 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 don't talk a lot on 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 the phone and a lot of stuff like that. But but uh, we we believe in a lot of the very same thing. A lot of the civil rights issues. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that that seemed to be a a very current theme running through all the conversations that I've had with all of you now is that civil human rights. Uh, movement building is is definitely carried through that bloodline. Well, I certainly believe that uh, the three of us believe in it and uh, are committed to what it is that we are doing and happy for a chance to to co collaborate and to the extent that we can do it with one another. Wonderful. Peter, thank you again so much for agreeing to speak with me today. I truly appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Heirloom and Legacy. If you want to learn more about the work of Heirloom Estate and Legacy Preservation, you can find us at LegacyPreservation.life, on Instagram at Legacy Preservation, and on Twitter at Heirloom Legacy. Many thanks to my exceptional executive assistant, Queen Karen Garrison, AKA Mommy Activist, and my outstanding engineer, Jonathan Reed. Thank you again for choosing Heirloom and Legacy. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about us.